Welcome to Enjoy the Collective. I'm Marseille. Join my guests and I as we chop up the realities of the creative industry. I'm so glad you're here. So let's get into it. We have on the couch today, Jalade. He is a writer, photographer and director. And we also have Stuart, who is a director, video editor and content creator. Okay, how are you guys feeling? Don't be nervous. We've seen this done. <laughs> you know what, I you have, were here last time. You know what it, yeah, you're because right. Because you were yeah, back yeah, there. Exactly you that. I'm, I'm usually behind the camera. so it's This is the thing. Bit. We're all usually behind the camera. <laughs> we're usually all offset. And that's the point of this podcast, really. It's just to bring all the creators that I know like in the foreground. I feel like we're too comfortable behind the scenes. And we don't get enough praise and celebration. So that, That's okay. No, no, it's not. It's not. So today, I really want to talk to you guys about the art of storytelling, mm. okay? And I think it might be good if, starting with yourself, like, how did you get into the scene? How did you get into the industry? How did you find yourself here? Um, there's, there's, I'm going to try and find... Condense it. Condense it, because, like, <laughs> yeah. I can't necessarily pinpoint, like, the 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 sort of impetus behind why but I think I've always been a storyteller in general since mm -hmm. I've been a since I was a child um but being a visual creative wasn't necessarily in, in the books um it wasn't my choice it was a thing that came when I was in college mm -hmm. and I just decided to go with it and it's led me to where I am I mean I was even studying film because we went yeah, to uni together to I was uni studying together. Yeah, I was studying film in uni and even that was just like, all right, cool, I've been doing media for two years, let me continue it for uni. So I think I've just coasted with it for a long time, but only in recent years have I really found the correlation between my um, initial desire to be a storyteller and the fact that I can tell stories in a visual, in a visual way. Yeah, yeah. Getting into the scene is, uh, I think that's a separate question in terms of like, scene versus how you got into mm, into okay. it so like i mean how i got into the scene definitely was a matter of networking and putting myself out there in terms of who's doing what mm -hmm. collaborating um and finding my way through um and but i'd say maybe the the genesis of me being a, sto a visual storyteller stems from the fact that i was a storyteller in general first okay. and then i just followed some left turns and right turns that came definitely through God and not me, because I can't explain anything. Yeah. Um, though I studied it for a part of my life in, in uni where, you know, where we met, and mm -hmm. it was more like, I'm just coasting with this thing because it seems to be a thing that I'm okay with, I'm interested in, but not knowing where I was going. Mm. And only in the last few years have I been able to look at the work that I'm, I've done or want to do and realise that, hmm, okay, cool, there's something here. But I can marry the visual element to my storytelling background in general, as opposed to me saying, I'm gonna leave that behind and, and do something else. So, yeah, the, the scene, well, the, scene, <laughs> the scene's a bigger kind of conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we'll get into that a bit yeah, later. Yeah. Stuart, what about you? Um, I did go uni. I, did, I think I've always, I've always been fascinated with business, funnily enough. Okay. I knew I was gonna work for myself. Like, I just knew from a very early on, and then I was in school, I was fascinated with music and media. Those are the only two subjects I was good at. Okay. <laughs> and then, as for navigating the industry, what, how, it started, I think, I've, I've just always been fascinated with history or just the way stories are told. Mm. And then over time, I think within myself, I found ways to, like you said, 
I don't know how I execute, but you know, coming up with a, an idea and mm. knowing how to execute it that throughout different projects is what I've just been doing mm. for, for just slowly for years. Like I've always seen things differently and I've explained things differently, but articulating that through my work over the years, mm. that's, that's what it's been. So it's like, it, it, for me, it started off with like music videos and little stuff, but then I've always wanted more. And mm. then it branched, oh. literally the network just branched out. So just as for networking and I've always been curious or so like, turning up to places like uninvited or ah. making myself <laughs> apparent, no literally more. to make myself apparent. And that's what like, um, other people just saw that in me, like, you mm. know, he's hungry. He's, mm. he's yeah, ready he's to, he's mm. making himself available. That's, mm. and, and then opportunities just started Come blowing up from there. Cool. So then I guess when you think, you said you're always interested in business and I'm just wondering what kind of fueled your passion for creativity generally? Like what were some of the first things that, introduce you to being a creator so not necessarily in the industry you're in now but like i don't know i think for i find a lot of people it's music but i'm just wondering literally yeah. so i think music my first understanding of the industry was music like, like just seeing it firsthand mm. was the influence from music and tv and film mm. so when you see that like, I'm, I'm fascinated with like the the, the architecture of the music industry because it's just so taboo. We have such a great influence over the world and mm. we've seen all sorts of genres and different genres influencing other industries. And because I've always been just privy to that, mm. it's like, how, how do you get your foot? Do you know what I mean? How do you get mm. your foot in? How do mm. you? And then slowly you realise it's like, well, I, I realised over the years, there's a massive difference between like, business 101 and your industry industry is like man-made like it's whereas business you can do business for how many years and technically not be a part of your industry mm. and that and that's wow. th that when i read yeah. when i learned that that's when it's like oh wow like that's the yeah that i think even as moment. you're saying it i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like mm. once like once I, I was able to learn and like articulate that that's when i realized okay cool like we have to navigate this differently because yeah. what I've noticed about the industry is there's no, I wouldn't say there's a set rules because we all came in differently, but there's rituals. Mm. There's okay. So it's like, for example, everyone's first gig or how we first came about wasn't cool, we all went uni, but how we first got that job, that first hustle, that first, it wasn't conventional. It wasn't, let me write a CV, apply it here. We actually had to network and find that. It was mm. at, through yeah. some sort of angle. I always find that like, especially as creators and when you're working, well, not even just freelance, but I don't know many people that have a very conventional route into their industry mm. within the creative scene. Literally. But for yourself, Jalade, what would you say in terms of that initial um, moment or thing that introduced you to being a creator or creativity? I said my mother. Hmm. She, from what she tells me, and I'm inclined to believe because you know, <laughs> she knows my earliest days more better than I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, she says that I was always into books. Okay. I was reading from like one, and I was always in books, and that makes sense. Cause I'm a writer. Like yeah. I love literature. I love writing. I love what words can do, and I'm a poet as well. So it's like, even though poetry came late, way later in the game, it was definitely <coughs> a thing that stemmed from my love of literature and worlds that can be built from words. Like mm -hmm. I just, I love the fact that people could put these things on paper and I'm visualizing it. And 
it, it would be years later till I realized there was a correlation between the fact that I could see words and visualize everything. I could hear, feel everything, which mm. is credit to the writer. But then when I got into film, it was the same thing. It was like, when, they, when people are telling me the ideas, I'm like, I see it. Yeah. Or yeah. I see it already. Like, I see it. Um, and like you said, with music, I think music was a key, key thing. I remember I moved to Nigeria when I was about six years old. And I was at my uncle's house and he had, he had cable TV and everything, you know, if they, if they had cable, you're, you're balling. <laughs> so he had cable TV and it was a school night and MTV Bass was on, mm. like the original MTV Bass in the 90s, if you know, you know. And this music video came on for Got To Let's Go on Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah. And to this day, that's my favourite mu music video of all time. Like, it's not, nothing comes close. She no watching like legendary. And legendary. I've seen, like, her content circulating a lot on socials at the moment. Because people are understanding the value. Yeah. The value of, of what she brought to the scene. But this video, right, I've never seen this video. I was about six or seven years old, right? And in, in a way, I was too young to really understand the, 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 the value of it. But there was something in this video that was showing me all black people mm. in a very beautiful way. Like, mm. it, it was just very, like, poetic and stunning. And it would sit with me for years in terms of, how how do you make that happen? Mm. And so even now, as a visual creative, I just want to make art. Like, yeah. yeah, there's a business side to it, which I'm developing because I'm seeing a purpose and a need, but I just want to make art. Yeah. And if I can make art like that, yeah. you know, whether it's something I wrote and turn it into that, because I felt, what I watched, I felt. Yeah. And that was, that was it. It was like, okay, I want to create things that make people feel something. Mm. That, that's it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, in a, I'm in the business of making people feel. So for me now, it's like, okay, cool. Writing makes me feel something, but I want to write and make people feel something. something. So poetry was like, oh, it, when I was doing poetry, I didn't know I could make people feel something until they told mm. me. So I was like, oh, interesting. And then I got into film and people were like, oh, we love how we, you're so human with it. So, oh, okay, cool. So I'm, I'm staying true to this thing that makes me want to stay in the field. And I think it's really evident in your work as well. Like it's just, like, even in some of your photography, it's just so raw and, you know, a lot of the subjects aren't necessarily doing something. It's like you've captured them in a moment and it's almost like I, I'm understanding them. Mm, I think you're mm, really mm. good at having just, it's, it's crazy to me just to think like how we're able to tell stories even in a still. Yes. And I think yeah. when I think about like both of you guys' work, I'm wondering how, what are the stories that you want to tell? So you spoke about wanting to make people feel. Mm. So I guess it's a twofold question. Who do you create for? And what are the stories you want to tell? I, if I, intentional. No, fair, fair question, good question. Um, I create for myself mostly because mm. um, I come from a background that didn't support creativity. Like, hold up my mum, but I grew up in Nigeria. And Nigeria was... <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the 90s. It's <laughs> not <laughs> Yo, you're an outlaw. I was, yeah, yeah. I was writing stories in secret, especially right, in boarding right. school. I was like... You know, <laughs> that was me, like, you know, and hold tight the friends who rocked with me and, and held my secret close because it was literally outlawed, you know, like, I remember when I now came back to the UK and teachers were like, we want to be a writer, we've got a writing club. I was like, huh? <laughs> like, this is celebrated here? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you, you, you wanna help me do? <laughs> Not to say it still didn't come with its challenges, but it became a thing of, I need to do this for myself because of the many years I was repressed for not being able to do it for myself. Okay. So it's, even till now, it's like, I'm an artist for me. If you rock with, my, with the work that I do, I appreciate it, but it's not even for you first. 
now I'm seeing that there are stories in the world that I want to tell on behalf of other people or with other people. And there's a purpose in terms of like, how can I use the art to encourage the young to believe that they can do this too and change the culture around what it means to have a creative career? Mm. Because I still feel like there's a lot of like um, negative stuff coming from like our culture, especially as black people. Yeah. You're not seen as a viable... It's not a credible career until you're making like yeah. the millions. Yeah. And I'm like, well, because I got into this through, again, some left turns, but also my mother, again, she saw in my area there was this local, there was this local, um, black production company that mm-hmm. were upskilling young people in media and giving them work. And she was like, go. And I was like, I, I don't want you to go. I said, fine. <laughs> and f- because they taught me everything I, I know in terms of like, the foundation, as I've grown, I'm like, not only do I owe them a lot, I'm like, I want to I wanna return mm. the favour. I want to do the same thing. So a lot of my art is like, I'm, it's a means to an end in terms of I'm building enough clout, notoriety, so that when I now open up a sort of institution or, mm. or business, there's enough of a reputation to be like, cool, give, give them what they need and I can bring in people to get that same value I got when I was younger and just, pay, just keep it going in a sustainable way. Even yeah. if I'm not the one running it, it's like, I started it, but the right people are doing the right thing. So the, the art, everything's a means to an end. Yeah, the yeah. end of community and, and I think growing. that's really important. Mm. And I think it's like, I do want to touch on, I want to go back to that. So mm. I'm going to put a pin in that. Let's do your answer. And then, because, yeah, I want to come back to that. It's very interesting because the, 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 the start of my career, I would say, I create for myself. It was always me. Mm. It was always yeah. for myself. But then towards the end, when when I got the when I got the grips of like like how business works with creativity, mm-hmm. that's when it was like I realized, you know what? Um, as a director, you're not always executing your own ideas, mm. and that can be daunting it can be frustrating because that's like sometimes i feel like i'm in a rock and, between a rock and a hard place whereas mm. but then I, I i bettered my efforts so mm. that that's when i really now i think there's like there's two things i'm always trying to gauge with my work regardless of the project like the story the importance of the story that's being told mm-hmm. and there's the thin line between controversy and thought-provoking okay so mm. I try to, I, I always want to provoke thought. I just want people to think differently after they've seen my work. Mm. So regardless of the genre, it's, it's originally my, uh, my idea or not. Sometimes I'm given a brief. Mm. Sometimes you just, it is my, my own story. But I always just want to inspire or make people think differently. Mm. And because not, not every project, your ideas will be your own. Mm. It's almost like, how can I put it? I can... The way I would, if I've got a ridiculous budget for lighting, I'm going to light this. Because like, that's what I'm in control of. Mm. The lighting's going to be filled. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. going to make you think, how did they do that? It's always, how did they do that? Or why was that done? Regardless yeah. of if, I, if there's other angles, I can't change. Mm. So, and then away from the things I've, I'd like to create is, I just want to tell more of our own stories. Mm. When you say our own, what do you mean? So, bla- so this is... A few years, I think it was like three or four years ago, I said to myself, I'm, I'm going to try and stop complaining. Like, I'm okay. not, there's no more, no, like, you know how like, like we criticise, not even criticise, but I'm grateful for all of our content that comes out over the years. Like, mm. so we've got your, your top boys, your intense, your blue stories, your, 
I love I love them all. Yeah. But I know just as many people on that's like a small small fraction of the black people I know. Right. Do you know what I mean? That, that, well, let me see, let me say the representation. Mm. And we we not even I don't want to go into deserve, but I think there are more, I think I know more lawyers than I do. Right, gang <laughs> like, you know, More right. doctors and more the engineers and more, so it's, it's just that balance. So whenever I see, a, 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 I don't want to say a bad representation, but in different representation of... Very, uh, limited representation. Yes, a limited, yeah. that's, that's the perfect word, a limited representation of us. I just want to put something else in the ecosystem. I just want to balance it. I don't even want to criticise it yeah, or, right. because... I, we already know how hard it is just to get a project off the ground in the first place. Mm. So it's not even, I don't want to spend too much time criticising or this could be this or this is authentic or this is it. Mm. That is someone's story at yeah, the end of the day. Yeah. That is somebody's story. So I just want more of our own and in different stories. So, I think I'm definitely with you like on that because I think there was a time when I was just really complaining about it and just feeling like I'm just so tired of even like the reality content yeah, exactly like, it just being really like argumentative Literally. and, and I'm just like we have so much more to offer as as creatives as black people as women I, that there's a greater representation that we can have mm-hmm. and wanting to similarly to you do something instead of talking because exactly. I think we all have platforms on social media where we can be doing the most chatting here and there doing chatty patty but what are we actually doing? And that's my stance. Like, with, with, with any opportunity I, I try to get, I just want to balance the... It doesn't, even if it doesn't get the views it's supposed to, it's, it's in the it's ecosystem. There. It's mm. there. It's out there. So, because it's like when people say, well, what about this sci-fi? It, it didn't have the budget as this. Do you know, it didn't have the mm. same promo mm. as X, Y, and Z, but mm. we need to just shed light on everything else that's there. And that's... I think I've been more intentional moving mm. forward with the the work I try to develop because mm. I've got some um, sentimental ideas. So like I know I don't need no feedback for this. I'm telling <laughs> this. Do you know what I mean? When yeah, I when yeah. I get the money for it, I'm just gonna make it happen. Yeah, right. And yeah. then there's other ideas where it's like, yo, pay me, I'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. And that's yeah. and it's finding the balance between those two. Yeah. Business. Literally. It is. It is. <laughs> I stopped pitching a while ago. Mm. Like, I, I, I know like, unless I've done my research for a specific project and I know I'm going to be well received and I build a good enough relationship mm. if it's between someone else go with someone else mm. um, it's not a interesting I'm a bit like that as well though yeah yeah because I feel like th- like not that um, that I'm above like putting myself out there mm. but it's knowing that I know what I do, I know my voice and I know yeah. what I bring to the table. Yeah. And if you want to work with me, you will. And if you don't, you don't. And yeah. I'm okay with that because yeah, I will I agree, go yeah. and find the yeah. things that I, yeah. do you know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be like a sour thing. It's no. just, I think you can spend a lot of time, especially so with design in the early days when I used to do like contracts, um, you would have, you're working with different recruiters and they'd be like, yeah, well, we, my client needs to see this. You're tailoring your portfolio for this. Mm. You're tailoring it for that. Tailoring your CV for that. And Chasing I was like, I'm tired. Yeah. This is who I am. This is my voice. No, you're this not is wrong. what I like to do. You're not wrong. And if wow. our voices align, and, yeah. and I think over the years, like, you know, I, I recently was interviewed about um, like creating legacy and, and how we do that with our clients. Mm. And for me, it's like, you have something to say and you think I'm the best person to help you say it. Let's work together and mm. use our voices to 
to make this thing known or mm. say what it is we need to say. Mm. But I, I'm not gonna be like running around trying to like, like here I am because I just, my energy can be put it's somewhere better, better else. You're, yeah. not, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. I learned that I, I learned that a little while ago. Mm. And it's, and it's what, what I'm even more excited about, I've read some more books which made me double down on that. Mm. Like how to do it to the best of my ability. Mm. Because it was, I used to think something was wrong with my pitch, I used to make sure my treatments were flawless. They looked like mm. they looked like a graphic designer made them. Like, right. like I, I went to that extent. Mm. Like I collect magazines. I love magazines. Mm. I love the art form of photography. Mm. I, I use that to influence all of my work. Right. So whether it's a music video, I would look at like oh, I'll, I'll be looking for a Vogue or a Wonderland or whatever yeah, magazine yeah. I bought, and I'd say to myself, if this wasn't a, a moving image what would be the next frame? Mm. What would be the next composition? And I'll use that to inspire. And then the artist is none the wiser. He's, 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 his, his music video is inspired by the, the <laughs> Chanel campaign. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he's none the wiser. Or yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take like museum trips and I'll, I'll, I'll like surrealism and different types of even like the National Gallery and just mm. different. I'll look at these, these broad paintings like when everyone was decided to go to war, mm. someone was paint, someone was making art. Mm. Like, you know, like, so it's, these are where mm. the influences that I wish to draw from. Mm. Mm. I want to know where this mind frame is, where this mindset is, mm. and then try to implement that inside mm. my work. And it's, like you said, people want to gauge those conversations because they want to know how our mind works, but it's, it's, it's almost like a, a lifestyle. Yeah. It's not. It's no longer a. Yeah. This this stuff. It can be taught to a degree, but it's a lifestyle because. Yeah. On a odd day, I'll just walk. Like I'll make sure I've, I've done a museum trip. I'll mm. make sure I religiously buy I like magazines. So it's because this is just what we do. Mm. They're wondering how do we, how can we monetize that? How can we? Do you know? They just want. They just want to pick your brain about the process, and yeah. it's like, this is who is we're cultured as well as we're educated we're, and they see it in our work yeah. mm. and they want to monetize that but it's I think what the industry does every now and then is that the convergence between I notice a lot of black, especially great black creators because I feel like everyone is at the top of their game like within their networks mm -hmm. so it's you're literally picking from the best of the best yeah. of the best of the best right so mm. who is the right fit everyone knows they're capable of doing the job is what uh, like i said it, it, what translate do you want me to tell your story yeah do you want me to execute that like yeah. and this that's where the relationships come in now that's yeah. where it's but the, the, the issue with with that for me is like crabs in a, in exactly a barrel that. and one thing i found so my my career has been interesting because well everyone's career is interesting but I find mine's been different to many of my peers because when I came out of uni, uni, first of all, university didn't prepare me for anything in the real world. Zero. Mm. I'll be very frank. For some, yeah, they yeah. got more from the course than I did, but, you know, mm. to each their own. But it didn't mention a thing about being freelance. Not, no. not a word. Yeah, no. always for someone. Never heard that word until I finished uni. And I was yeah. like, you know, I was like, yeah. okay. You told me I'd be a runner, but that didn't happen. I remember when I graduated, my mother, again, whole time mum's like, if I win awards, <laughs> she's, she's getting shouts like, like yeah. crazy. She told me to write a letter to the guy who came to give the graduation speech. He was the dean of the National Film and TV School at the time. His name was Nick Powell, who was apparently a well-known British director. Okay. I wrote my letter because she made me do it. And um, <laughs> we graduated late that year because our uni was just weird. 
graduated in like November or something. What? Yeah, even though I finished uni like June, July. But I got a call one morning in December from Nick Powell Mm -hmm. and I was like half asleep. I was like, oh yeah, what's up? And he goes, well, what do you want to do? I said, I just want to tell stories and film stuff. He goes, well, I could tell you to come to our school, but it's expensive and I don't think it's really worth your time. And I was like... Are we allowed to have that on camera? I'll, I'll, I'll keep it a buck. I'll keep it a buck. And okay. I, was, I was like, aren't you meant to be, you know, selling, yeah, selling yeah. your school? He goes, and he said, well, yeah, there's some goodness to it, you know. But in my experience, the best thing for you to go up to do is to go out there and film. Mm. Whether or not he was trying to, like, yeah. you know, handicap me or not, I can say he was right. Mm. What I decided to do was open up myself to just whatever was out there. And to that extent, international work came. So I was barely in London doing work. So I never really felt like crabs in a bucket because I was yeah. like, well, most of my work isn't coming from this country that doesn't seem to want me anyway. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. these people that are calling me, and these weren't even companies, these were like mostly individuals. Yeah. Saying from South Africa, come do this, but we love your work. Like we haven't got the most amount of money, but we'll okay. pay. And I'm like, of course I'll go. Because yeah. you, you care. Exactly. You care. Yeah. Oft, most times like in post syndrome, I'm like, why, 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 why me? But it's like, no, you, you did your research on yeah, me to say, I want you to come do this. And I was like, well, in which case, maybe the crab is in a, in a barrel, barrel mentality comes from the fact that we forget there is a wider world outside our community. Literally, a conversation I was having with another creative where mm. it's like, you can almost feel like the world is London. Yeah. And you get stuck here Honestly. fighting to be recognized, to be seen, to be valued. Mm. The world is so much bigger than Huge. London and there's so much more to say than just the stories that are in London. Honestly. And so I do think, and this is why, like I agree with you Stuart about like the pitch and thing, like, I'm just not really on that. Like You don't really have to when you know there's like, <laughs> there's, space, there's space out there for there's people space, to be like. There's room for there's, us, there's, there's room, room for, for everybody. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, I'm thinking like switching gears a little bit mm. and to keep it like, cause I feel like we've been like really like, <laughs> like what do you love about being on set? Boy, I love teams. I love, I'm a, I'm a very, I like to think I'm a very um, democratic director. Okay. Um, because I wasn't a director first, I was like everything else. And then right. I was like, okay, you know, I eventually came to directing. And so because I have an experience of almost every area, when I'm on set, I'm very involving okay. of people, especially at the heads of the department. You know, I'm like, cool, interesting. What's your take on this? I'm very much like that. I want to make sure that everyone's well, like, have you eaten? I'm that kind of guy because mm. you're people, you know? So my, the thing I love about sets is just the people, you mm. know, um, and developing relationships, real relationships not like a you know i don't know your name and i'm gonna leave without knowing your name because you're not my ad it's like i care yeah um so i love people okay. um, i love collaboration and i love what people just bring that enhances what i might have in mind yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, what about you what i love about the set is same the people but i love the hierarchy Okay. So, so it, it sounds it sounds weird but because <laughs> i've played so many different roles mm. yeah like I love, and the genres change, the mood changes with the genres. Yeah, okay. yeah true. And, and that's, and that's true. what I've noticed the most, that for example, cool, on, on feature film sets, these people, are your, they're your family. These are your distant cousins. Like, w- regardless <laughs> of what happens, you have to, res- like on the best sets anyway, you have to respect everybody because we're on this job for the next three months, nine months, however long mm. the, the job is. And we're going to be at different heights of it. So it's, 
we have to become familiar with each other. We have to, and then everyone's, even though everyone's specialising in different, like, job roles, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the relationships on set, like, you know, the values, the yeah. values yeah. exactly that. It's literally like a massive family. And that's what I love about, like, the feature film sets. On commercials, I love the way the profession, the, the environment that's been provided. Mm. So it's, when I was working with certain directors, I'd done a lot of work last year with Simon Denzel, like in Tinderbox. And it's yeah. just, he's amazing, amazing he's director. Really nice. he's, he's wicked. On, on set, like we had, you know, usually you've got um, first ADs, which mm. are like, they're very dictatorship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We had Wait, this can we just say, break down AD for like those cool. who don't know? A first AD <laughs> is an assistant director. Okay. Mm. Um, they, these people are in charge. They run the ship. They, they run the next ship. Next to the producer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, next to the producer, they make sure, next to the producer and production coordinator, they make sure everything's on time. Okay. People, that you stick to the schedule and everything from the shots are being like executed Covered, yeah. that day. Okay. Yeah. So traditionally, don't all mess. sets, regardless of the genre, your first AD is a madman. They're shouting like or crazy. Or madwoman. Mad yeah, woman. Yeah. Madman, madwoman. They're shouting like crazy. How would it, like, you do not want to be, that's like the head You don't teacher. want to be in their firing line. Yeah. Okay, Literally. cool. But after the set's done, they switch. Like, hey, guys, how you feeling? <laughs> I appreciate you. I know I raise my voice. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. okay. wild. But I was on this, and it's, the pressures were high because mm. I was doing the offline edit. It was for, oh, for okay. I was doing the offline for, um, it, it was co-op. It was one of the, and I was, I haven't done this before the pressure. So, and then DIT, they had one girl running around doing like, she was the clapper, she was the DIT. Wow, and the, so wow. I knew I wasn't going to get any material until she's backed up twice. Yeah. So two shuttles in her back. And then I was getting a lick. So I was literally helping her do her, her work so I, so I could start my work. Mm -hmm. Even though it was literally a 10 second ad campaign, like a TV ad. Like, like, and then you had the two minute for online. Still the, high pressures. Yeah. But everyone was so cool, mm. complex and professional. Okay. I forgot the guy's name. We had this amazing black first AD. And it's just like, I've never been in an environment where everyone is so cool. Mm. Besides our own personal... But like, and you feel like that came from him? The, like, does the AD so, set the, stand, the, the yes, standard of the... Yes, exactly. Right. The That's when I realized it's a choice. That's when I realised it is actually your choice. To be you don't what have character, to be you have to be screaming facts, all day. You don't facts. have to be as long as you've prepared and prepped everyone. Okay. You've, got, you've built real relationships. Yes. He came, he was making sure he knew everyone. I feel like I know who this guy is. Yeah, like I feel like I know who this well guy is. Well dressed, always in a fizzy suit. Like it's, Thomason. I think so. No. Like, okay, say no more. Say like, no more. But it's <laughs> okay. Once okay. I saw that, I feel like so what? Like I, it just opened up a whole. I dare in my mind of, you know what? Okay. I know the environment I'm mm. going to set for all my sets moving mm. forward. Mm. Because I thought you, it was mandatory to be wild. wild. And, and no, it's not. It really is not. You okay. can, the, the pressure could be as high, higher than, and everyone can still be harmonious and excellent. You can be stressful in your role, but don't call no one unless you absolutely need help. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, right. like a few months ago, we did, well, last month, we did the dating pool. Yeah. That was stress. Listen, I was out of my depth. Okay. Like the cabinet system and that, but because like what I love at Renaissance, it's, it's a family environment. Mm. It's like everyone just stepped up to the plate. Like, mm. it, it didn't matter what, and that's when I learned. It's like moving forward in all of my sets. Mm. I'm gonna make sure I have a mm. comfortable environment, even if something goes wrong. Yeah, you feel you, you feel comfortable enough to say, you know what? Mm -hmm. um, I need help. Expert. Like people don't feel scared when things go yeah. wrong. Everyone's. It's a team effort. Nobody's yeah. above the project. Thank you, guys. I have 
loved talking with you and I've loved this conversation. And I feel like with this conversation, because it's something I have a level of understanding with, but I'm not immersed in your space at all. Like, mm. I feel like I've been able to like sit back and really be like, <laughs> I hope we. I can't remember half of what I've said, Literally. but you know, I hope no, some of it was because it was authentic. Yeah. It's it's flowing, and so like for mm. me, it's really just being able to like create the space where this conversation is happening, and I get mm-hmm. to be first privy to it. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So I want to thank you guys. No, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you I would for love having to have you. Can I? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say a huge thank you to my guests today. I want to thank you guys for joining us. Big shout out to Renaissance for providing this amazing space. Um, If you've liked this video and our conversation, then like, comment and subscribe. And we 